0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
1: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
2: Sherman and Tingle in the morning. you think that this would happen to, like, Paul Hogan. Like, this should have been some kind of sequel to a, like, a Crocodile Dundee movie.
0: Yeah, but this is not. this This is a real story of how is this guy still alive? And the story you're about to hear will blow you away.
2: This guy's on the line right now. You can find him at PaulTempler.com, but uh, Paul Templer joins us right now. Paul, good morning.
0: Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, man. We are amazing. And after reading your story, it I can't even tell you how we're feeling.
2: I love how you put it, Paul. You said you had a bad day at the office. Yep. Yep, I think hopefully the worst that I'll have.
0: Paul, I was reading your story. I shared it with the team this morning, and for those out there who have no idea who you are and your story, can you go through that whole story in your life?
2: Sounds like a movie.
0: It's it's unbelievable. It should be a movie.
2: Wow. So, I
1: was living in Africa and thought I had the perfect job. I was leading photographic safari And one day I was at work. I was sitting in a canoe on the Zambezi River. We were looking at a pot of hippos, talking about them with the clients. When um, we started getting a little close, I thought "Ah, we best go around. And I was leading the way and things were going well until the canoe at the back, we had three canoes. The canoe at the back, I just heard this loud sound. And turned just in time to see a hippo attacking the third canoe in our armada. And when it hit the canoe, it hit it so hard that it it catapulted the guide who was sitting in the back into the river. No, Not good, not good. Hippos are fairly territorial, so sometimes if you stray into their area, they can get a little aggro.
2: Sure, I mean, Um, you're taking a canoe through their house. That's right, we're the intruders.
1: So as long as we get out of the way pretty quickly, they usually let us go. And unfortunately on this time, there was a female hippo and a calf. And so that has its whole own set of kind of complications. And the hippo who was doing the attack was this cranky old male who just really didn't care about the protocols anymore. So I was paddling towards him, trying to grab a hold of him to drag him to safety He's in the water, his arm outstretched, our fingers are almost touching, when suddenly, just everything went dark. And it was a little confusing at first. I I had no idea what had happened. Uh, From a sensation point of view, I could feel from my waist down, I was wet. I could feel I was in the river, and from my waist up, I wasn't dry. But I wasn't wet either, and I, I felt like it was incredible pressure on my lower back, and everything was dark, and I couldn't really move. And it, it, was, it was a little confusing. And struggling to move around, I managed to get one hand free, and I, I felt the bristles on a hippo's snout. At least now I knew where I was. I was head first up to my waist down this hippo's throat.
2: So this, um, this hippo had swallowed you. You'd, you realized then you were inside the hippo.
1: I realized then I was inside the hippo. Uh, uh,
2: now, uh, what...
1: Uh, t- Paul, do me a favor real whatever. quick. How, how
0: tall are you and how big are you?
1: So I, at the time, I was about 200 pounds, 210 pounds, uh, 5'11". Wow. So another small guy just wedged way down his throat. And, and the, the weird thing is I remember my first reaction was one of relief because I, at first I'd wondered, like, am I up to my backside down a hippo's throat or a croc's throat. And in the insanity of the moment, I thought in a hippo, at least maybe I had a little more of a chance.
0: I could see that. Um, I can honestly see that.
2: You're having rational thought while being swallowed by hippopotamus. Yeah, think about their like teeth. and their... Yeah, I get that. How, how did you not get crushed? Mm-hmm. I mean, hippo's teeth are huge. I
1: have no idea, is, is my answer to that. I'm thinking maybe because of the size I was and the way I was wedged so deep down his throat. He couldn't get the full bite, but was so uncomfortable that he spit me out, like started spitting out. So I grabbed a hold of the tusks because they got these pretty big tusks, pulled my way out, came to the surface, and came face to face with the guys trying to rescue. I'm like, hey, we got to get out of here. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> it's a good idea.
1: So I start swimming, and then Spidey senses say, hey, all's well, not well. I look back, and, and he's not going anywhere. So I turn back and I swim and try to. You risk him. I try to go in for your classic lifesaver's hold. Wham! I get hit from below again. This time I'm up to my waist down its throat, but I'm feet first.
2: Now you're swallowed and again, the... but this is twice you've been eaten by a hippopotamus. So I think, okay,
1: I'm going to shoot it because I got a 357 Magnum revolver with me just in case something like this happens. But the hippo is like thrashing me around so much that I, I can't grab a hold of the gun. But then again, I must have been uncomfortable with him. He spits me out again. This <laughs> time when I come to the surface, I look around and there's no sign of the guy I'm trying to rescue. So I'm like, I got to get out of here. So apparently, according to the people watching this, I was making pretty good progress. The only part I remember is when I came up for a breath and for a stroke, I looked and I saw the freaking hippo coming again. His mouth wide open as he zeroed in. And he scores this direct hit. So... He chomps down and he, they've got these big old tusks and bites down. And it goes through my chest, through my torso. And now my feet are sitting out of one side of his mouth and my arms, head and shoulders outside the other. And I'm just trying to do what I can. At first I'm fighting, but then I realize that's pretty freaking futile. So I changed my strategy and I'm like, okay, now I just want to survive. So when we go underwater, I hold my breath. When we're on the surface, I'm like <gasps> stuck in air. And then I figured if I hold on to those tusks, then my flesh doesn't tear so much as he's shaking me around. Oh. So then he dove for deep water with me in his mouth. Probably the most surreal moment was I remember lying at the bottom of the river and I'm looking up and if you've ever been at the bottom of the river and you look up, you can see like green and yellow and sunlight on the surface. And I'm lying there, and I'm watching my blood just like mingling with the water, and super calm, just just wondering, huh? I wonder if I'm going to bleed to death or if I'm going to drown. You are so calm in head. this
2: whole situation. It's I don't know how you're like, you're like. Well, I don't know. It's it's like if you're you're trying to d- decide what you're going to watch on Netflix. Well, do I watch this or do that? Watch that. Oh, do I bleed out or what? It's, it's so crazy on how calm you okay, are. Okay, so ball. you're
0: looking up at the water, and then what? And then.
2: The, the other question was,
0: who can hold the breath the longest?
2: And uh,
1: the hippo must have just, I don't know, he decides this again. Maybe it's uncomfortable, goes to the surface, spits me out. And then one of my mates uh, was the safety kayaker on this trip, and he had a little one-man kayak. And just with incredible courage, he, he paddled into the, the melee, And I was able to grab a hold of the handle on the boat's nose, drag me to the relative safety of a couple of rocks that were sticking out in the middle of the river. And then we had a whole set of other problems, Uh, literally sitting on a pile of rocks in the middle of the crocodile-infested Zambezi River. Still there. We did some MacGyver first aid, things like I had punctured lungs, so we patched that with the saran wrap from a plate of snacks and tore up some shirts to keep what was left of me attached to me.
0: And when uh, did you lose your arm? Um, it took about
1: eight hours to get from the attack site to the nearest hospital with a surgeon. When I got there, I was incredibly fortunate. They thought they were taking off both arms and one leg. Ugh. I had something like 38 major bite wounds on my body. But phenomenal surgeon. I just ended up losing one arm.
0: Unbelievable. And Paul, the, the crazy thing when I was looking at your website, you've taken this horrible, horrible experience and you've turned it into this positive where you are a, 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 just an uplifting, positive person who is speaking and it, it almost changed your life in a weird way.
1: Completely changed the trajectory. I, I loved my life beforehand, but it, it's really given me an insight into this whole phenomenon, phenomenon of, hey, stuff's always going to happen, but we get to choose what happens next. We got this life, might as well live it, right? Wow. To the full.
0: Just so inspirational. It's unbelievable. That story is crazy.
2: Yeah. The The only person you're ever going to hear from that was eaten by a, a hippo uh, upwards of three times at <laughs> the same time. Survive. Yeah. yeah. Just nuts. You know that they're going to make a movie about your life. It, it is destined. Well, what an inspirational guy, and what a, a pleasure it was to talk to you today, Paul Templer.
1: Oh, guys, that's really kind. Thank you.
2: Thank you. So if you're driving to work, you're like, ah, oh, damn weather. Hey, you didn't get your arm ripped off by a hippo. Yeah, and brought three times yeah, in the mouth. Th- good thing he didn't taste good. got spit out three times. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good enough for a hippo. Oh, good for him. You're listening to the Sherman and Tingle Show on 97.1 FM, The Drive. And on the Drive mobile app.